Welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Barber, and I'm a master life and loss coach. And I'm your host, Kristen Dicker. I'm a mental wellness coach. The term self-love can be misleading, but we're here to set the record straight. Each episode, we will help you to make self-love more accessible in your day-to-day life. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today for episode 36 called How to Start a Relationship with Yourself. And I'm here with the lovely, lovely Becky. Hi, Becky. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Kristen? I'm really doing well, and I'm really excited about this topic today. Uh, we, We still have the theme for October of Explore. So we want to discuss exploring the relationship with yourself. And and some people don't really know how to start that. It's sort of like, I don't really know what that means, right? So almost like that lofty idea of loving yourself seems selfish or self-indulgent rather than what you should be doing. Again, the word should, but I think that's an appropriate place to put the word should, honestly. (laughs) And um, I have a quote by Lucille Ball. It's one of my favorite quotes. She said, love yourself Love yourself first and everything else falls into line. You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. And she was quite successful, so she's probably right. I mean, that is the way when you have the embodiment of loving yourself and having this wonderful, accepting relationship with yourself, you can accomplish all your goals and dreams without being held back by anything. Just the the term, like, explore your relationship with yourself got me thinking. I bet most people are like, oh, it's fine. My relationship with myself is fine. Like, I don't think they think that deeply about it. It's as you were saying, like, holding yourself back or maybe if we're denying ourselves something we really want to do, but it's like, no, there's no time or that's selfish, things like that. I think we really have to clue in to our relationship with ourselves. I don't think it's a given. And I don't think many of us are that aware of what it actually is. We don't think about it. Yeah, like one way to even start that ball rolling is Dr. Stephen Hayes. He's a psychologist. He he says he asks his clients, you know, how tall were you? You know, and he goes down, his, puts his, his hand toward the ground. How tall were you when you stopped loving yourself? Hmm. How tall were you when somebody said you are not good enough, you're doing it wrong, you're a failure in some way? And when you can remember, oh, I remember that first time mom said something to me that made me feel like I wasn't doing it right. That is a good indication of like before that you did love yourself because you were always born loving ourselves. So that's a good way to like remember. I mean, that's a hard thing sometimes remembering like the pain you might have been in when somebody else said something inadvertently or on purpose just depending on the person that made you think, Oh no, if I don't shape up, I'll be a bad person the rest of my life and I'll be a failure and things like that. Right. So then we sort of have a relationship with ourselves That's negative because the inner critic starts judging us a lot. Cause once, once mom says that thing, then the inner critic starts going, Oh, yep. Every time you do that, you do it wrong. You're such a bad person. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, that's really sad. That's so true. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm like, eh, not just mom. Other people do it too. Like, we're constantly getting messages everywhere. 
and it's sad because we're not taught that most of the time people are projecting the way they're feeling about themselves and it has nothing to do with you. But as a kid, you can't even grasp that and no one's telling you that. So it's just hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like you believe you're in control of everyone around you. I know we've mentioned that a lot, but that's just so such an important point to make that somewhere you learned along the line, it's not okay to cry over little things or big things. It's not okay to, you know, mess up. It's not okay to be overweight. It's not okay to be lazy. Mm. You know, it's not okay to be things that, you know, maybe sometimes you want to be or need to be, or there are reasons that you're these things, doing these things that are beyond your immediate control that you, you aren't aware of why you're doing them. So. Because of that, we create a block to knowing and connecting with our deeper selves because what will we do if we accept ourselves? We'll be conceited and we'll be we'll be arrogant and we'll be, you know, that's not true. I just need you all to know that's not true. I know I've said this before, but um, that's what we think. We think self-love means I'm going to be a narcissist. I'm going to right. be, you know, somebody who doesn't care about other people. Loving yourself right. makes you care about other people even better. Yeah, instead of just neglecting people and thinking only of yourself selfishly, I'm going to just not do anything for anyone ever again. My kids can fend for themselves. That's not self-love. People who are neglecting their children obviously don't love themselves. That's a whole other topic, but yes, I know what you're saying. Exactly. Like, wanting to do something just because it's fun that is not a bad thing but what does your relationship with yourself say as I say that like if you think about doing something simply because it's fun and you want to do it maybe nobody else wants to do it do you get a little anxious at that thought or do you think yeah I do that all the time it's fun right like where are you at with yourself it's a good question that is a good question that yeah that's a very good question because People, if they're in their heads, will say, no, I always do fun things. Oh, I, I never deny myself, right? But again, if you're in your body feeling what you're really feeling, you might actually be like anxiety. And then you're listening to your body and your body's like, oh, if you do that, you're going to be, everyone's going to hate you because you, you know, you wanted to do something that wasn't part of their plan for you. And that's not okay because you need to be a good girl who does things that everybody says. Mm. It's a whole story. It's a whole lie it's a narrative it's false it's not true and it needs to change if you want to be held happy because as soon as you get that stuff out of your body you start to feel free and like it's okay if somebody's mad at me because i don't want to do their agenda so that's speaking of agendas i just want to say that we often spend more time trying to get other people to love and accept us than we love and accept ourselves mm. We just think it's better. We were all conditioned, so many of us. I shouldn't say all of us. I think it's all of us. Many of us, I can say a lot of women, were trained, conditioned to believe that if we don't do for everyone else, we are bad, selfish. You know, we're not good mothers or girls or wives. So that's And then depleting. we wonder why why the men on this earth are the way they are. Well, because women are taught to do everything and they're off the hook. Right. Which is a whole other topic as well. But yeah, I like what you're saying. It's such a good point. Just how are you raised and how do you want to be? And how do you want to raise your children? 
Right, because when we are doing for everybody else instead of facing and understanding our own needs and desires, then we feel depleted, we feel resentful, we feel guilty. We just aren't happy because we didn't get, and nobody's giving to us, right? If we're mm-hmm. not getting anything from everybody else because all we're doing is finding people who we can serve all the time without serving ourselves or being served by somebody else, it's not reciprocal then we're going to feel very low on energy and angry, angry as anything, right? Well, I think it's confusing too. Like if you're waiting for someone to give you permission to do something for yourself, that's not going to happen. Your kids are not going to be like, mom, it's okay. Go do something for you because they're kids. They're going to be like, hey, drive me here. Do this. I want this. You know, and they're kids and that's normal. It's part of their development. But if you're waiting for the people in your life, that you've been serving, as you said, putting them first all the time. If you're waiting for them to validate you and say, no, 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 you get to do something for you too, that's probably not going to happen. You're going to have to make that happen for yourself. And that can be scary for a lot of women, I think. Well, that kind of tags onto our last topic where we talked about what's holding you back. This could be an area where you're being held back because of social or familial or cultural responsibilities that you think you have to service everyone else before yourself. Uh, it just doesn't do anyone any good. You need to fill yourself up before you can help anybody else. And there's no other way of thinking about that. You always put your oxygen mask on before you help your children. What good is a dead mom to her children? <laughs> I always say it like that, but it's true. It's like, if I don't, if I'm not nourished well, if I don't have enough energy because I haven't done my to-do list a little bit or cleaned up the house a bit, how am I going to be there fully for the other people in my life? I don't know if you guys ever tried that, but when you're like depleted and you're trying to like help the kids find their shoes before school and you're running late and you're just getting so angry because you're stressed out because you haven't had time for yourself. If you get up a half hour earlier, as we've mentioned in other episodes and do stuff for yourself first, you're just such a different mom who shows up when it's time to wake up. It's like singing and making the breakfast and cleaning up a little and getting everyone ready. You have plenty of time and you feel like, you're in control and you're a happy mommy and the kids go off to school happy. But when you're not filled up, you're angry and upset and your kids feel that and they're like, mommy's never happy. And now I can't be happy. You know, mm-hmm. kids will just do what they think kids want to be. Kids need to be happy, but they're happy based on relationally how mommy and daddy are feeling. And that's just where it starts in the beginning. Yeah, I appreciate that you, and especially in the last episode, talked about that balance because there really is a balance with doing things for others and doing things for you. And and some of the things we do for ourselves, they might not be fun, right? Like you might hate to exercise, but you're like, nope, I'm going to take that walk because I need good heart health. And then later you're glad you did it. So we're not just talking about like, no, I'm going to go to a movie every day. Like I'm going to just go play. We're not talking about those things, doing them for yourselves. I mean, taking a minute to be still, pray or meditate, taking a minute to make a nice healthy meal that even if your family complains it's something that you want and you know it's healthy things like that that are life-giving there's got to be that balance it cannot just be about other people because you don't know yourself when you're living like that you have no idea who you are mm-hmm. totally you feel lost right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point uh it's just really important too even if like you don't want to eat vegetables you just got to cram those babies right down your gullet <laughs> find a way to make them tasty to you yeah yes. like spice them up a little bit but 
you know, you want to do the right thing for yourself. And sometimes that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to get a pedicure every week. You know, it's like, no, I just want to eat healthy, drink enough water. The basics, you know, and that creates a nice foundation of self-love because you've given yourself the things you need, the sleep, the stillness, the exercise, the food. And some form of play. Yes, some form of play. Whatever play looks like for you. If it's reading a book for an hour, just find that time to guiltlessly play. I think that's so important. I looked up an article for our our little uh, show today. Ishita Sharma is the author. And what does it really mean to have a relationship with yourself? That's a really, really good question because I have a lot of question marks that go around my head when I think of it, or I used to, but yeah, like I have no idea. I mean, die hard codependent here. Best people pleaser you've ever met in your life right here. (laughs) Number one, there's a trophy for you. The first thing that popped into my head when you said that is for me, relationships is like spending time with someone. So how do you spend time with yourself? Are you ignoring yourself all day long? Nope, nope, later, later, I got to do the dishes, I got to start the laundry, I have to take a shower, and then I have to run to the airport or whatever, like whatever your day looks like. Do you always have noise? Like, are you always listening to the radio or a podcast or something like always going to distract you from yourself? Like, what's your relationship? How is your time when it's just you by yourself? What does that look like? I think that's Mm. a big key. That is a big key. I mean, we can all find all kinds of ways to distract, like you're saying, and Really, because a lot of times we don't want to feel what's going on inside there. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stuff from a long time ago, and it feels scary. Quite frankly, it can feel terrifying. It can feel sad. It can feel confusing and and can have a lot of anger, fear, shame. Nobody wants to be inside their bodies. You're naming everything I'm distracting myself from. (laughs) Well, we all are. It's not just you, and it's not just me. It's all of us because our world is built on shame. And shame has a protective position in our lives. It it does a great job of protecting us so we will behave so that we won't embarrass ourselves and lose being accepted. And human beings need to feel a sense of being accepted, which is why we don't want to face that we're such a bad person because we have these feelings about this and that and the other thing. But when you go into your body and you feel the feelings and you really sit there with them, I'm not saying that's not a tall task. I'm just saying that's the way you connect with your body and have a relationship with yourself. But if you're not ready to do that yet, it's okay. Take some baby steps. As always, we're always about baby baby steps. And just get kind of an understanding of what you like and what your needs are and your values are. You can really find a great relationship with yourself and then meet the right kind of people who should be in your life that that will you want to bring into your life by knowing your values. People that you're hanging around don't have the same values as you. You're just not gonna love the way you feel about yourself and you're not gonna trust yourself and you're not gonna really like your own company. So I think having a good understanding of what your values are is a good place to start because sometimes you don't really know what your needs are and what you like to do, especially if you've been, as I said about myself, a people pleaser, like, I mean, I think I would win the award for it. I really do. I'm just gonna say that. And that it's not a compliment. <laughs> no. no, I'm sure many of us can relate to that. Like we all feel like a sense of like, I do everything for everyone all the time because that's what I, it's the only way I got recognition or attention 
or was fed. The only way I could eat food in my home was if I took care of the adults in my home, okay? I didn't have time to concentrate on what I liked. There was no room for that. So if you can relate to what I'm saying, you'll get it. Like, it's hard to answer that question, but if you know what your values are, sometimes that's a good place to start. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, give yourself permission to get to know yourself and to not like things. <laughs> because one way to figure out what you want is to also say what you don't want. Like, I make lists. This is what I don't want. And some of it's in my life and some isn't. And it's like, okay, I don't want that and it's in my life. What am I going to do about it? But if you're not ready to give yourself permission, we want to give you permission. We give you permission to take a few minutes every day to figure out something you like and don't like. Just name one thing you like in your life and one thing you don't like in your life. Just try that for a week and see what comes up. Oh, that's a wonderful action step. And also when you said things you don't like, I thought about people you don't like. Hmm. Yep. That one's a hard one for me specifically. Like I was taught to like everyone, basically to love everyone. But to like everyone, that to me, that was the same thing in my mind. Like, oh, I can't let that person out of my life because then it look like I don't like them. Mm. But I started asking myself, do I really like them? Do they have the same values as I do? Because I don't really like a person when they don't have the same values as me. I don't judge them for it necessarily. I just don't like being around them when they don't, when we don't line up with the way we do things, the way we treat people. So then I'm like, I, I give myself permission not to like that person. And it's okay. I don't have to hate them. I don't have to like make a drama with them. I just have to move away from that because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me. Let's turn this around. I'm not serving them. Don't stop serving the people you don't like. Serve yourself in this situation. What's best for me? Ask what's best for me. What are my values? These are ways to ask yourself, who am I? You know, spend time being your own companion that way and really giving yourself a lot of kindness and compassion and validating yourself as well. I started this in my 30s, but especially now in my 40s, it's like my time is so limited. I'm more selective about who I spend time with. If someone is draining or they're stressful to be around, like, like you said, I'm not causing drama, but I'm going to choose to really limit that time with that person, if at all. There's nothing wrong with that. These are good ways to actually feed your soul instead of leaving you depleted all the time, which we talked about. Leaving you depleted really does affect everyone in your life, whether you're a mother or a wife or just even a coworker. Mm -hmm. And if you can't choose who you work with, that's a topic for another discussion, but it's really just keeping those boundaries, which is also another topic we've covered. I feel like we could just <laughs> direct our listeners to every single episode, but... As you were saying, just figuring out what you want, what you believe, what your values are, and then aligning the people in your life with that. It's a huge step. I love that. It's a great first step. I don't mean it's a huge step, but it's a great first step. Little steps are what create big steps with big change. So little steps are very important. And this, in this big, trying to have a relationship with yourself, you need to have the little things because it's a big thing. It's such a big question mark like well, I don't even know what this means so forget it I'm not even going to deal with this so that's what we're trying to help you guys with like start to look at things like what ask yourself what makes me lovable you know there write a list about that that's a good one like there are probably a lot of things that make you lovable you might have things coming in your mold it's not lovable when you okay then you notice what your inner critic is saying write that down it's not lovable when you 
don't do everything for everyone else, you're selfish. Okay, good. That's a way to, to see your inner critic in motion. <laughs> and then you call us and we'll tell you, no, that's not required to be lovable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not required at all. And we will tell you exactly. We'll help you shift that in a hurry. But, you know, as, I, as we're always mentioning, the, the first thing to be, to, in deter, determining all these things, that's you becoming aware, self-aware. And that's number one with how you can have a relationship with yourself. Be aware of your thoughts. So you do this little, I am lovable because, you know, whatever you think your reasons are. And notice when the objection comes in of, no, you're not, you, know, you didn't, you know, lose 15 pounds and everyone thinks you're fat. Fine, whatever it is, write it down. Be aware of what you're thinking about yourself because most of it's not true. I'm just going to tell you all right now, you're lovable because you are lovable, not because you've done anything to earn it. So mm. just know that. <laughs> just because you exist. That is the truth. And that's a hard one for humans to understand and really believe, but you can you can believe it. You can. We're here to tell you that that's true because we know firsthand. Well, and I was going to say, you talked earlier about like meeting your needs, sleep, good food, exercise, time to relax, like doing those actions shows yourself, hey, you're important. Mm. So I think it's important to just, you know, we're doing a lot of reflecting what matters to us, but then the actual motions of like, hey, I fed myself a salad, which raising my hand, I need a lot more salads in my life. But that's a good way to say to yourself, you matter. Absolutely. So it's those actions of like, hey, I matter. Look what I did. I didn't want to go on that walk and I did it. I didn't want to go to sleep early. I did it. Whatever the thing is, just showing yourself you're important too. Yeah, that's that's number two on my list is self-care. But also, yeah, that self-care does help you with proving to yourself that you're worthy and, and you matter, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just saying. So yeah, the actions of eating healthy, exercising, journaling, meditating, praying, being less critical of yourself, setting boundaries, all of that shows your inner self that you do matter. And it is the manifestation or the action that's that's really like cementing in your worthiness. So yeah, I love that you brought mm-hmm. that up. That is so important. And that is the number two one is self-care. So the third one is acceptance. So choosing to accept yourself is important and, you know, without belittling or believing, belittling yourself or believing the inner critic, the judgments, um, it's a hard job to do that at first. I, I'm saying a hard job not to make anybody go, okay, well, then forget it. Again, everything is little steps, so it's hard. It's a big you know, huge pile of woe, but until you start chipping away at it, right? Until you start find being aware, figuring out what you, you're you saying to yourself that's not so good, and then have, keeping your eye on it, like, uh-huh, that's not true about me. I don't know who you're talking about. I am worthy. I am, a, I am good enough. Thank you very much. Doing the best I can. Things like that. You know, you can start to change your inner dialogue, which is very important. I think what's hard for acceptance for me is just thinking about certain things that happened in my life that I hate that are part of my story and accepting it, you know, like to accept yourself, you accept all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, whether you are at fault or not, it happened. You don't have a time machine. You cannot go back and change it. Even if you could change it doesn't mean it would be better. So just accepting, like really working on 
this is what happened and I'm this I'm the person I am because of it and like you mentioned looking for the good in yourself I think those are all key to just being at peace with who you are yeah I really like that and also the the action around that can be something like and this is what I've done personally is I am who I am here I am take it or leave it and and have I always believed in that no but it is something that I can use as sort of a mantra to remind me that, hey, here she is in all her glory. You either like me or you hate me, love me or you don't. It's That's okay. I, I'm okay with myself. So, you know, if you don't like the way I look or the way I say things or what I believe in, that's okay. We're not meant to be people in each other's lives, I guess. And that's okay. It's been nice encountering you and see you there's the door. You know, and it's kind of like that, really. It's kind of like take me or leave me. And that's a really, I think that's a nice action. To others or to yourself? Well, it, it's sometimes when you can't go inward as easily, it's sometimes nice to even have, it's almost like people say, I've got to have boundaries and I've got to tell everybody, no, no, no. Okay, that's true. You, That's a good first step in like creating boundaries. But really the boundaries and the acceptance come from within. So if you have to first of all be like just, I just accept me for who I am. I don't care what you think. You know, it's kind of putting on a front, but at the same time, it's getting you to put up like a little barricade between yourself and other people and what they think. And then you can turn inward to really working on the, I don't really believe it when I say that thing about I myself, whether take me or leave me, but I want to, you know, so let me figure that out. You know, so sometimes we like create the big, well, here I am, I'm a new empowered woman, I've got boundaries, I love myself. And we don't really feel it yet, but it's our step toward turning inward when we put that that boundary up for people. That's in my experience anyway. That may not be everyone's and that's okay. Just another idea though, in case you guys want to try it. But yeah, it is about really just turning inward and looking at what you're saying to yourself and really asking yourself if that's really true. You know, you know really questioning that. Like, hmm, I don't know if that's really true about me. It might've been at one time, but it's not really true it's not really true now or it's never been true. And I thought it was true. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. And another one is stop bullying yourself, you know, stop being so perfectionistic and having it be so black and white. I know you, you might have a lot to say on this one. I know, you know, we all punish ourselves, but you've always got a lot to say about this. Do you have anything to say about this one? It's hard to separate like whatever your inner critic's voice is from what you think you're telling yourself to be a better person, right? Like there's that fine line of like pushing, pushing, pushing to be better. Is it because you, you feel like you're not good at all? Or is it because this is coming from like past stuff with your family that they told you you weren't good? Like there's that little line. I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be better, but I think you also have to acknowledge you're doing a pretty good job the way you are whose voice is telling you that you're not. Now, if you have things in your life that aren't great, and I'm talking like whatever people do that they aren't proud of, I don't want to shame anyone on here, but like you get a sick feeling when you do it, then yes, please stop doing that, whatever that behavior is, get help if you need to. But for the most part, if you just living a good life, doing what you need to do, keeping your responsibilities... And you're still telling yourself, I'm horrible, I'm not good enough, nothing I do is good enough, people would be better off without me, like red flags like that. Obviously, you've you've stepped away from self-improvement and you're just 
ruminating in that inner critical voice from whatever your caregiver was saying or someone who had that big effect on you has just put that in your mind and you can't get it out. I think there's a huge difference and it's, it's important to distinguish those. Yeah, that is very good. Good point for sure. Yeah. Cause what is really driving your motivation? Mm-hmm. So the last one before we end the uh, in the episode today is, uh, and I think it's an important one, so I do want to mention it, you know, loving yourself unconditionally and the way, the reason to do that first before you expect anyone else to is because, yeah, that's where it all starts. You loving and accepting yourself without any kind of, you know, hardcore conditions placed on yourself. Um, I will love, like saying, I will love my body once I've lost the weight. Mm. I will be happy when I make X amount of dollars. I will not be happy until I am perfect, right? Back on the perfectionistic thing. That places unrealistic expectations and conditions on yourself. And then, you know, when you're judging yourself that harshly, you're just going to turn around and do that to other people. And that's always how it goes. We project onto other people. We project onto other people the good stuff and the bad stuff. But you're going to be just going away from yourself looking at everyone else and how they're doing things wrong instead of looking at like, how about I just love myself at this weight or whatever, you know, if you don't have enough money that, because there's, you know, it's never going to be good enough for anyone else. Really. I was going to say studies, studies show that like you put that goalpost out for yourself, like what you said about losing the weight and then you'll love yourself. Studies have shown like once you achieve that, then you'll find a further out goalpost. Like you actually don't follow through and just ever give like love yourself unconditionally if that's the way you're used to just hustling for your worth as Brene Brown says. Like this goes to the bullying because if you do have that unconditional love for yourself, you're not going to bully yourself into being a better person. You're going to say, I'm pretty okay where I'm at. But I would like to do a little more in this area. You know, instead of just driving your bus is punitive, you're not good enough, you have to earn your worth. Instead, it's like, no, we're doing pretty good the way we are. It might be nice to achieve X, Y, and Z. That might help us out. But I'm happy where I'm at. Coming from that love is just a different feeling in your goals, too. Right. Absolutely. You can achieve your goals more successfully if you start at a place of reality, like where I am right now. And this is, I love myself the way I am. You take it or you leave it. You're going to love me if I'm poor or rich. You're going to love me if I'm fat or thin. You're going to love me if I'm smart or dumb or not. Because I love me in this position. I'm not as smart as Albert Einstein and I never will be. And I'm not going to be as thin as some supermodel. And that's just the way it is. I'm probably never going to have billions of dollars. Hey, all of this would be wonderful. But right now, I don't have that. Right now, I don't have those things, okay? And right now is all I have is now. And maybe someday I'll have those things. But am I going to be happier because I have those things? I don't think so. Like you said, the goalposts will keep moving. It's never going to be good enough. And it's important not to look like those three instances, not to look at people who have achieved that and think, well, they're always happy. They have no problems because they have that. I mean, that's that's not true. That's not real life for anyone. Everyone struggles no matter what their weight is or their bank account looks like. Like there's always going to be struggles. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Have a great time, you guys. And we will be in touch with you next time. And until then, enjoy everything about your life. Love to hear from you. If you have any comments or suggestions or questions, 
what topics you want us to discuss, please email us um, at tryselflovepodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to do any coaching with us, we're always available for that too. We'd love to help you find the connection to yourself, love yourself, and have a relationship. Self-love is super important, as I've said before, as we've said, to uh, making this planet a beautiful place to be. Please know that it's not selfish to love yourself. Self-love is a good goal. That's a great goal. I think that's a great goal. I agree. See you next week. Bye. Bye.